Hey, Joe Casaboni here, and I'm just letting you know that How I Built It is now Streamlined Solopreneur. So if you're seeing a new artwork and a new name in your podcast player, that is expected and by design. The new name better reflects the mission and really what has been the mission of this show for the last few years, and I'm really excited about it. All the links in the show notes and how I built it will still work, but the show also has a new home over at streamlined.fm if you want to check it out. Thanks so much for listening. Some podcasters call the summer the summer of fun. Shout out to Upgrade, one of my favorite podcasts. And I have been traveling a ton. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but here we are. So I decided that this solo episode, instead of going deep into some automation, will be about some tools that I'm trying either to help me automate better or just to save me time and do my job better. I think that these are really interesting, which is why I want to share them with you, because I think they'll be interesting for you, too. There I go rhyming again. I promise I don't mean to do that. I'm really not a poet, and I know it. Okay, that one was on purpose. I'm also going to talk about some partnerships I'm really excited about, a new membership tier, uh, and a little bit about my travel. Now, in the pro show, I will be telling you about a new position I have. That uh, It's a part-time uh, contractor position that I announced on LinkedIn. So if you follow me on LinkedIn, you might already know. But I want to get into the why of that. I'll also be uh, sharing a little bit more about... Uh, the stuff that I'm working on as we move from summer to fall, something I want to share with you all. So that's it. That's going to be the whole episode. I hope you enjoy it. You'll be able to find all of the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 327. Do me a favor. I'm, I'm running a little experiment. If you like this episode or you like this show, Give it a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. That will, uh, it, won't, it won't help people discover the show, but it offers social proof for people who come across the show. And I think I'm really close to 100 reviews. I don't usually ask for them. Uh, so I'd really, if you are enjoying the show, I'd really, really, really appreciate a rating and review. Now, let's get to the brand new intro and then the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast that helps busy solopreneurs and creators grow their business without spending too much time on it. I'm your host, Joe Casabona, and each week I bring you interviews and case studies on how to build a better business through smarter processes, time management, and effective content creation. It's like getting free coaching calls from successful solopreneurs. By the end of each episode, you'll have one to three takeaways you can implement today to stop spending time in your business and more time on your business or with your friends, your family, reading, or however you choose to spend your free time. All right, let's get into it. Let's just jump. Actually, you know what? I don't want to... Uh, make the partnerships I'm excited about too close to the actual sponsorships read, though they might be anyway. Uh, so I, I will tell you uh, about the partnerships I'm excited about right now. Uh, the first is RSS.com. I am a content creator and evangelist for them now. I alluded to that in the intro. And again, if you follow me on LinkedIn, you'll know that is the case. I just 
love what they're doing. And what, what really convinced me to accept this evangelist position was I feel I'm pretty well-informed in the podcast space. And I didn't know about a bunch of features that they have to offer. And I fully believe that if I did, they would be hosting my podcast right now. So I want to tell the world about all of the super cool stuff they're doing. They are dedicated to helping podcasters, their mission and their company credo, let's say, their their kind of approach to everything really jives with mine. And so I'm really excited to be helping them and helping podcasters understand them a little bit more. So I'll dive into that a little bit more in the pro show, which you can sign up over at uh, sign up for over at casabona.org slash join. The other partnerships I'm excited about are sponsors either of my YouTube channel or this podcast. So Sensei have, have been doing it for a long time. I just love what they're doing in the LMS space. You know, again, I think that, this is an ever-changing landscape, and I've been really impressed with the stuff they've been doing. The other pod, the other podcast sponsor for the next few months here is Lulu, Lulu.com. I met the folks at Lulu over a couple of conferences dating back to last year at last year's Craft and Commerce. I saw them at CEX, and then I saw them at Craft and Commerce again, and I am working on my next book, about podcast workflows and how to you know, save time with your podcast and having self-published not my last book, the book before, I guess I had two books come out during the pandemic and one was self-published and doing it by myself was just such a nightmare. And Lulu's, I mean, you'll hear this in the sponsor spot, I guess, but they help people sell books and they are more of a partner than, than say Amazon is. So I love that about them. The printing, they'll help you, you know, get set up. They'll do the printing and distribution. You keep all the profits. Again, now it's starting to sound like a sponsor spot again, but I, I mean, if you've been a long time listener, you know this about me. I don't get sponsors. I'm not excited about or sponsors that I really believe in. And I'm even more excited, right? I've, I've talked about my other sponsors previously and how excited I am about so, but Lulu is very new and I'm really excited to be partnering with them on a couple of fronts. So super stoked. You'll hear more about them <laughs> during the, the ad spot, the dedicated ad spot. Um, and then the last one I'm really excited about is Uscreen. They are sponsoring a few videos on my YouTube channel. Uh, they are... I think the membership platform I would have gone with again, had I known more about them when I launched the podcast liftoff playbook, uh, they are not a sponsor of this podcast. So you can, I'll link to their video on my YouTube channel because I, I do want to make sure that I'm giving the pro the appropriate time to the appropriate folks, but you screens a very exciting platform. That's actually one of the ones I'm testing. So this is 
a good transition here uh, for stuff I'm testing. Uscreen is something I'm testing out. Obviously, I'm using them for the videos I'm creating, but I think they'd be a very good candidate to move my, my new membership tier and community over to. Community is something I've wanted for a long time. And I've never, I never felt that paying for Circle was super worth it to me. In part because I've tried to back in the community aspect and I've switched platforms a bunch. And the fact that the community aspect comes with the video library aspect in Uscreen is very appealing to me. And I've added a new tier to the membership that is extra for the community. So my thought is that people who are paying for the community will be more active there. And I'm not going to rely on that necessarily, but I am excited to actually have a viable plan and option for the community. So Uscreen is one of the tools that I am testing. Uh, and uh, while I'm here, I guess I'm jumping around a lot. Sorry, I guess this isn't, isn't going to have chapter markers. Uh, <laughs> um, the... The new membership tier uh, that I just alluded to, or actually uh, specifically spelled out, I guess I should say, uh, is, you, again, you can see it over at casabona.org slash join, but now there are uh, three discrete tiers, and I think the offering is really clear. So, How I Built a Pro, if you just want the ad-free extended version of this podcast, it is $5 a month or $50 a year. The $10 or a month or $100 a year membership includes How I Built It Pro, as well as my weekly members-only newsletter, access to my automations database, which is getting a big update soon. I've been traveling a ton, uh, but I do have this like mastermind retreat next week in Scranton that I'm super excited about, and I'm probably going to work on a lot of this stuff for, my mem for the membership there. You also get live stream archives. This is again something I really like about Uscreen, right? Is my current workflow right now is stream to YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, slash X. And one more I want to say that I can't. Oh, Facebook. And then when it's done, I need to unlist it or delete it from all those places and then upload it to Vimeo so I can send a link to my members. But with Uscreen, since they support live streaming, I can simultaneously stream it to YouTube and, and my membership platform and then just make it private in YouTube and done. That's it. That's the whole workflow. So I'm really excited about that part of, of you screen. Um, and then again, the, the last year, 250 bucks a year or 25 bucks a month. That's an introductory price that will almost definitely go up to like 40 or $50 a month because it includes everything I just mentioned. Plus monthly live workshops that I would normally charge, you know, 200 bucks or something for, um, in, in the community. They are community and live workshops for the community only. So different from the live streams, they'll be more structured. There'll be actual takeaways from it. 
And so that that's the kind of stuff I'm really excited about. That's the stuff that Uscreen will be able to help me with, which is super cool. So there you go. I just covered the new membership tier for you. I guess before the ad break. So what we'll do is I'll talk a little bit about my travel and then we'll have the ad break. And then I'll talk about the tools I'm trying uh, as not that I mean, not that I want to do that thing that YouTubers do where it's like stick around till the end. Maybe I will put a chapter marker in for the tools I'm testing just so people can skip to that part if they want. But I am, I'm actually going to have to break up this recording into two because I have uh, a meeting in a few minutes. If you want, if you're really interested in how the sausage gets made, I'll talk about that meeting in the pro show as well. So uh, if we're keeping track here, the pro show is going to cover why I partnered with rss.com a little bit more, this meeting that I have in a few minutes. And the thing I actually have in my outline here, uh, what I'm using Notion for, if you are, if you came across my blog or you are a member, uh, then you'll know I have a blog post, a members, oh, well, a members only newsletter called why I, why I continue to choose Airtable over Notion. Uh, but in the intervening weeks, I've decided, you know, Notion is really a lot better for certain things. And so I've decided to give it uh, the old college try. So I will be sharing in the pro show what I'm using Notion for. Okay, so 10 minutes into this or more, and uh, we have a programming note, which is cool. So the tra- I've done lots of travel. I, I tweeted or X this or whatever it's called. I posted it on threads too. All of the travel that I've been doing this summer, mostly with family, less just me, though that's going to change coming up. And so um, starting in, when was CEX? Was that May? Yeah. So May, I went to Cleveland for CEX. In June, I went to Boise for Craft and Commerce. And then for three or four solid weeks, I was traveling to various places via car. So went to visit my parents in New York. That's a three-hour drive from where I live. The next weekend, we took our annual family vacation to Bethany Beach, Delaware, which, fun fact, that is close to where uh, the current president of the United States also vacations. Luckily, our vacation has never collided with his because I assume that makes navigating the town a traffic and logistical nightmare. Um no commentary on the president. Just when the president comes to town, there's a lot of secret service and things that might disrupt a otherwise peaceful vacation uh, is my perception. I have no idea. Uh, so we stayed there for a week. Then we got home the next weekend. I just got back from this actually yesterday. As I record this, we went to Lake George to visit my brother. That's about a six hour drive from us. And then in the coming weeks, I'm doing the mastermind in Scranton. Uh, I'm visiting my parents again. All three of my brothers will be in the same house for the first time since the pandemic. Uh, there will be four children there. Three are mine. One is my nephew. So it's just gonna it's gonna be wild, but it'll be fun. And then I'm going back to Scranton for an alumni event. And then in October, the first week in October, I'm going to Cabo Press. So it's just been very busy. Lots of travel, lots of good things. Um, but as a result, you know, I've been kind of rethinking how I'm I'm going to do 
my own uh my own workflows and keep on top of things and it's been a little difficult the summer i guess the summer is just always like that right everything's in disarray but also my son starts you know he's moving from daycare to pre-k and so our schedule is going to be a little bit up in the air for the first couple weeks of august uh, for the first couple weeks of september so it's just a lot's going on Uh, but hopefully the tools i'm about to tell you about will help but first let's take a break to hear from our sponsors Look, you're listening to this show because you're a creator or solopreneur and you need to grow your business. That goes hand in hand with building your authority. And there are few things that build your authority faster than being a published author. As a five times published author, I know. You're likely already creating content to help you achieve this goal. Writing blog posts, creating videos, maybe even hosting a podcast. A book is the best way to get your content off the airwaves and into the hands of your fans. It's also a great way to diversify your revenue streams. But as someone who self-published and distributed one of my own books, I can tell you it's a huge pain. That's where Lulu comes in. Instead of having to figure out how to print, sell, and ship your book by yourself, let Lulu help. Lulu's e-commerce plugins allow you to sell books directly to your fans from your site while they handle all of the printing and shipping. You keep creative control, customer data, and 100% of your profits. Create a free account today at lulu.com. And thanks so much to Lulu for sponsoring this show. Hey there, I want to tell you about Sensei. Sensei is the original solution for creating and selling online courses with WordPress, and it's back and better than ever. As a course creator with Sensei, you get complete ownership over your content and the freedom to customize as much as you need. Sensei has vastly improved the course creation experience, adding a customizable distraction-free mode, video and lesson progression, powerful reporting, and a full set of interactive content blocks. And those blocks, like flashcards, image hotspots, and interactive videos, can be added to any page or post, not just the courses. The goal of Sensei is to make it effortless for course creators to develop personalized instruction for learners. And while Sensei is free to start, you can save 20% on Sensei Pro, allowing you to charge for courses, drip out content, manage groups and cohorts, and leverage new AI tools. Just go to howibuilt.it slash sensei to have the discount automatically applied. That's howibuilt.it slash S-E-N-S-E-I. Hey, real quick, before we get back into the episode, I want to tell you about my free newsletter, Podcast Workflows. If you are wondering how I can successfully run this show, plus two other shows, plus run a business, plus run three children, Podcast Workflows is for you. You will get weekly emails with behind-the-scenes look on how I produce this show, experiments I am trying with other podcasts, and general advice to start grow, and monetize your podcast. You'll also have the opportunity to become a member and get ad-free extended episodes of this show as well as bonus content. You can do all of that over at podcastworkflows.com slash join. 
That's podcastworkflows.com slash join. Sign up for free today. Okay, so let's get to a few tools I'm testing, playing with. Uh, the first one is the Arc browser. This has been in development for a while. It's been in beta for a while. I've heard people talk about it. But when I was on a call with my friend Brian, he shared his screen. I saw the browser and I immediately downloaded it. So first of all, it's based on Chromium, which is like the open source browser framework that Google Chrome is based on. That means that switching from Chrome to Arc is seamless. Almost all of your settings, cookies, profiles, login things, passwords come over because it's the same underlying architecture. It's like Arc built features on top of Chrome. The things that don't come over but are still there are custom searches. I wrote a blog post about custom searches. So for example, I will type in G space to search Google. I'll type in TW space to search for my own tweets, like text in my own tweets. And I'll type in C space to search my blog. So things like that, all super seamless coming over from Arc. Some of the things I really love about Arc are spaces. I think spaces are better than tab groups. They are so subtle. So first of all, the entire, everything that you would normally see at the top of, of browsers, like the tabs, the bookmarks bar, the URL bar, that is all in a sidebar. So I don't know if you can change that. I haven't looked because honestly, I, I have a gigantic screen. So I am happy to keep everything on the left-hand side. I don't, you know, I don't know if it changes uh, or if you can make that change, but I love it over there. Probably not because it's, it's got some actions based on swiping left and right. But anyway, so everything is over on the, the left. You can hide the sidebar with command, uh, or I assume on Windows. Uh, well, it's not on Windows yet. So command, or I'm sorry, the... Yeah, Command S, the little icon button, right? The little like swirly icon. So you can hide the the search bar there. You you can pin pages to the top. Then you have all of your tabs. Really nice tabs get archived, and you can auto archive tabs after a certain amount of time twelve hours, seven days, thirty days. So you don't just kind of collect tabs. But the tab groups, I think these are so much better. Or the spaces, rather. I think they're so much better than tab groups. So you create spaces by swiping to the left. You navigate by swiping left and right. And so you're creating these different contexts for your tab. So I have a primary tab group. I have my LinkedIn learning script writing tab group. I have my social profiles. I have a recording like how I built it recording tab group where I keep my show notes and stuff like that. And then I have an rss.com work space. And the thing I love about that is that each space can be associated with a different profile. So you can, you can have completely different login cookies or whatever for the different profiles all within the same space. So for example, with rss.com, I have my own, I, I have a different Reddit account. I have a different Adobe account. I have a different Quora 
account. And I don't need to open up an incognito browser to, to be logged in on those accounts in the rss.com space. So workflow stuff, absolutely incredible. I, I love it. I think spaces are absolutely a much better... It's, it's very out of sight, out of mind too, right? They're very easy to get to, but very out of sight, out of mind. So really love that. Each space can also be customized by sidebar color, icon, which can be an emoji or a built-in icon, and then a name. So you can easily identify them. All of the icons slash emoji are also across the bottom. If you swipe all the way left, then you also get access to a few other features. I should probably do a whole video on this. I'm not going to go deep into everything, but uh, they also they have built-in notes, which can be treated as a tab, and then you can export them easily, which I love because I'll... Uh, I'll be like looking at a website maybe for a sponsor or talking points for a sponsor and I'll be on a write at the same time. I can keep all of that in Arc now. And I kind of alluded to this, but they also have a split view so you can have two tabs open in the same window at the same time, which is super awesome. Love that. Uh, okay, so that's kind of tab navigation stuff. The way they handle YouTube videos is like chef's kiss. It's perfect. So you open up a YouTube video and then you navigate away, right? Video keeps playing, but you can't see it. Nope. It opens up. This is any, any live video. So like if you have Google meet open as well, uh, well, I shouldn't say any, but a lot of it's, it's happened multiple times for me with playing video. So as long as you're like using the right API, I guess, um, a little square, a little box will show up in the, the right hand corner with that active video. So you can browse while having the video in the corner, which is super great. With Google Meet, I've been able to browse sites while also like keeping an, keeping an eye on the meeting, which is awesome. But maybe I'm like looking something up for the meeting or maybe I'm bored, uh, but it's most likely the, the former. Uh, I try to pay attention. I try to only have meetings where I have to pay attention, right? So anyway, love the way, love, love, love the way that's handled. You can resize as well. So if you know, if you if you don't need as much screen real estate, then you can have the video open. It's just it's fantastic. They also have a Google Calendar integration. So like when you if you pin Google Calendar or you have an open Google Calendar tab and you hover over it, it'll show you your upcoming meetings, which is super cool. And the last thing I'll mention here there's so much, but the last thing I'll mention is they make keyboard shortcuts a lot more obvious. So like if I want to copy a tab, uh, copy a, uh, a, my active URL, I press control shift C and that gets copied to my keyboard without all of the tracking, like UTM code stuff, which is cool. Uh, but usually if I'm hovering over something and it has a keyboard shortcut, it will tell me, which I think is really great too. So that's arc. I've spent far too much time on arc, but I like it a lot. I will not spend as much time on the other stuff because it's just too much to cover in this episode, but also like talking through these tools are a little, it's like a little clumsy, right? Videos would be better for this. Okay. So the next tool I'm trying is Voxelize. This is analytics and SEO for podcasts. So it's pretty affordable. It's like eight bucks a podcast. There's probably some coupon code floating around that will get you 
you know, a, a discount, but I like it because I've been experimenting more with my podcast's visibility and this helps you. It'll give you like keyword, a keyword planner. It'll tell you how your show ranks among active podcasts for that week. So right now I'm in the top 2%. A couple of weeks ago I was in the top 1%, but I've been on vacation. So I haven't been promoting the show as much. So that makes sense. Uh, it'll tell me, you know, the keywords I'm counting for, listener distribution and stuff like that. And then they also have analytics. I like, so transistors analytics are good, uh, but I like having a third party as well, just to kind of compare and contrast. Podcast analytics is kind of a black box, so I like getting that second opinion. But this also has a downloads heat map, right? So I know that Mondays at 2 a.m., uh, or 3 a.m. are when most of my downloads come or, or are when I shouldn't say most, but uh, 648 downloads happen at Monday at 2 a.m. Guess what happens at Monday at 2 a.m.? The episode publishes. So I can reasonably guess that I have around 650 subscribers, right? Uh, and then that goes, you know, that changes throughout the day, but Monday is definitely my best day. Uh, now on Friday, you know, Friday at noon is also pretty heavy for some reason. I do my clips on those days, right? And, and the last time I was late publishing it. So maybe that's the case, but I'm excited to see what that looks like. And, uh, like I said, uh, there are, they support multiple podcasts so I can see how my new podcast is doing as well, what the visibility looks like. And again, keywords and, and planning and things like that. Um, they just changed their pricing model, and I'm really excited about this because now they do it per podcast, and this is definitely something where I'd happily spend eight bucks for a month to to look at the analytics behind the people I do podcast audits for. So, you know, I'm thinking I just get like a snapshot for an initial audit, but maybe for a more advanced audit where I look at their stats over a month, I can provide information for them as well. And uh, that would be an, a nominal fee for me, right? I would look and analyze and otherwise they could just have their own account, right? So that's really cool. Uh, okay. So that was Voxelize Audio Pen. I don't think I need to spend too much time on this because everybody's been talking about Audio Pen lately. I haven't really given it a fair shake, but I like the idea of it. Uh, so you can hit record, start talking, Audio pen is supposed to organize your thoughts for you. Lots of people seem to like it. I am very, uh, what's the opposite of dovish? Is it bull? No, it's Warhawk and, and dove bull. I don't know what the opposite of bullish is, but I, <laughs> I am, I think it's bear bull and bear markets. I'm bearish. That doesn't sound right. I'm lukewarm on AI tools in general, especially ones that people come out the gate thinking it's going to be amazing because usually that's just like shiny object syndrome, right? Um, now, Arvid Kahl, I think I'm saying his name right. Um, you know, he talks about how he uses it to manually summarize his transcribed brainstorming sessions. So maybe that's cool, right? I am suspicious, but I do want to try it more. 
you know, maybe I should be saying all of this into audio pen and then getting an actual script for me to read. But like that, just write the damn script, I guess. I said, damn, do I need to, do I need to give this an explicit rating now? Um, I guess I can edit it out later, but I do want to try this more because I do talk a lot and I end up talking into my phone. So maybe audio pen would be good for that. I also, you know, I'm, I'm paying for a chat GPT four while well, I'm paying for Raycast's new tier with chat GPT four. So maybe I just word vomit where I want and have chat GPT summarize it. Right. I, I have to think that that's how audio pen works. So I haven't tried it yet. I'm not as excited as everybody else seems to be about it, but you know, it seems like a pet. It seems like a cool tool and a lot of people I trust seem to like it. So, okay. So that was arc voxelize audio pen. And then I think that the last one I, I just want to mention here is Quilby because I was testing it. I'm not testing it anymore. And my friend James Laws launched it. So I, maybe I'll talk to James. I didn't get to try it when it was completely free. And I'm hesitant. Again, I'm, that's it. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. AI hesitant. I am hesitant of any tool that is supposed to replace something you do. So like, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day that was very obviously AI generated voice. And I guess like if, if the, it's, you know, it was like supplemental. It was an experiment. And so like, that's fine. But I think people think, oh, well, I can just, you know, I saw somebody say that they don't need to make videos anymore because the AI generated video of you based on a profile picture plus the script plus the voice supplement. No, that's not how, that's not how this works. I mean, yes, it, you could do that. It's going to be garbage though. So, you know, Quilby, I trust my friend James. Um, it's all AI assisted. They're very careful to use the words assisted. So I am curious to try this. Um, but I don't, for me, I don't really need help writing. I am, a, I, I'm, I'm comfortable saying I'm a good writer, but I do want to try this out because the approach is very different. It's like they ask you a number of questions before getting to the actual generated content. And, you know, AI is all about prompt engineering. So really, and I'm not a good prompt engineer, quote unquote. That's another thing. I'm kind of lukewarm on that state. Like, Oh, you got to engineer your prompts the right way. Like, okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's like, uh, you know, I've, it's like saying, oh, I build stuff, I build cities with Lego, so I'm a civil engineer. Um, yeah, you got to unlock the right prompt. Like, unlocking the right prompts. I wouldn't call that engineering, though. Whatever. That's neither here nor there. I've, I've just upset people, right? <laughs> uh, but it is, it is a bit like Capshow, right? So I like Capshow uh, as, a, as a tool for kind of summarizing and taking your audio content like this podcast and, and creating social posts out of it. Uh, 
And one of the things I like about it is halfway through the processing, it'll be like, hey, we think these are, we think that this podcast is about one of these four things. Is it? Or is it about something else? And then it gives you like a box. So I like that, right? Like, oh, these are the, because like the other tools I've tried, like cast magic kind of gets stuck on a thought. You know, it'll be like, oh, you said the word Hazel a lot. So this must be about Hazel. When it's not, I just happened to say Hazel a lot in the, at the point I was talking about Hazel. So anyway, the point is I'm, I do want to try Quilby. So I'll prob what I'll probably do is is during a live stream start the free trial and mess around with it. Uh, free trials are over on YouTube. You can uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm mentioning a lot of links, so the show notes are going to be rich this time, and they'll be at howibuiltit slash three two seven. But that's everything I'm trying. So, Arc Voxelize Audio Pen and Quilby are the tools I'm trying right now. You know, I know I'm getting long on time here, uh, so I'll probably talk about this more in the pro show and maybe in a future episode, but definitely the pro show is I'm also trying Luma, L-U dot M-A, as a way to handle my webinars. Members will know because I wrote this up. I have a big complicated thing for doing webinars that integrate with ConvertKit and I set up a make automation to send people who sign up on a specific convert kit or gravity form over to invite them to a zoom meeting. Luma does all of this for free and is much, much easier. My toxic trait is over automating. And so in the pro show, I'll talk a little bit more about Luma. Again, you can head over to casabona.org slash join to hear that conversation. Let me know what tools you're trying. Head on over to howibuilt.it slash feedback, howibuilt.it slash feedback, and let me know what tools you're trying. Maybe I'll mention some of them on the show, give you a little shout out. Again, for all of the show notes, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash 327. If you want to hear me talk about that meeting that I had to pause this recording for, um, I guess I'll. it's about yeah, better help and therapy. So if you want to hear me talk about that, um, I, I do that in the pro show. I'll also talk about what I'm using Notion for and a little bit more about my contract position with RSS.com. But that's it for this episode. Thanks so much to our sponsors. Thank you for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.